This week on the Superhero Hour Hour, who will be named Best Actor? Will Charlie meet a rabbi? Will Trish finally murder Salinger? Find out after this! Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. With me, as always, is Ryan. It's so nice, Taylor, just to be here again to hang out with you, have our little like one-on-one fun date. Yeah, because as regular listeners know, we used to have like a, a tit-for-tat thing and we hated each other. But now, because I've been stuck with just you for so long... We put all those differences aside, and now we're very good friends. We learned. We bonded. We I learned how to bond. hate all of this. What? I do not like this friendly fucking bullshit. Who the fuck is this? Why did you leave the windows open in the studio? I'm sorry. Here, I'll go close those windows. Yeah, right you now. really got to lock it. Who is this? Who you is really got to lock it. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years, and I don't like you being friends. Well, we're friends now. I so would get along it. with Taylor, Mike? and I would get along with Ryan, and never no, between should now, be. Now, Actually, you know what? Fuck you, Taylor. Yes! What? No! What? This was now Greg's gone, so now I've only got this guy, and I was—I already started hating Mike, so okay. now now I'm on a bad foot there. Mike for reals, like go shut and lock the window, so like, okay, Greg can't true. come I, in. I don't want to. Yeah, anybody Greg's not allowed in here anymore. Like, listen, we love Greg. Greg's great. He's a very loud walker. I've noticed, Mike. Listeners of all of the pot filter shows know that uh, Greg is the host of Movie of the Year. And they can hear in his voice why he's not allowed on this show. It's like you can hear the diamonds, you can hear the fur coats, you can yeah. hear his like just overall attitude towards us. He's he's big timing, mm-hmm. and and it's, this is my show, and I don't want somebody coming in and big timing. When we're on movie of the year, that's fine. He can big time me all he wants. He can top me, whatever. His live notes while you're hosting, like into the microphone, like Taylor, I would I would do that more like Greg. It's it's so hard to edit around, mm-hmm. and I think I think I've done a pretty good job, but like it's just so often it's. Everything I do. Well, your editing skills, or producer Dave's editing skills, is whenever uh, Greg whispers on there, you just, Gre- Dave just uh, plays the Looney Tunes theme as loud as he can over us talking. There's a lot of the Looney Tunes theme, which I have heard from our Looney Tunes fans in the audience. Very happy. They could use more of it. Yeah. More you know, Looney Tunes all the time. You know what my favorite Looney Tunes theme is? Hmm. Friendship. I like when they hang out. I don't like Okay, I remember fight. now why I hated him. Mike, welcome back. No, I, legit, when it's the Wiley Coyote and that big scruffy dog who can't see his eyes... And when they're on the job, they are mortal enemies. But they grab a beer afterwards. Yeah. They're just friends. You're not your job. Clock man. in, clock out. What is this? Some kind of fucking Space Jam after hours special? This is well before Space Jam, but I would watch Space Jam after hours when things get a little sexy. Oh, yeah. There's, we all know. There's got to be Bugs a porn version of Space Jam, right? Yeah. I'm looking it up. Is it called Pearl Jam? Mike, where were you? I think I died. You did? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You were dead for a, a pretty significant, longer than I think. Okay, so I found Lola Bunny Space Jam porn on Pornhub. So I'm uh, going to click that real quick. Uh, yeah, you were, <laughs> you were dead for a longer amount of yeah, time than Jesus usual. Jesus did that bullshit three days, which is, yeah. maybe you're not even dead. 
fuck that. You just sleep for a while. But I hiding. died. I died for real. Yeah, he's just hiding. Like I won't know what he finds. And me. the most dangerous part is that when Jesus was hiding, it was inside of a fridge. You can't do that. That is so dangerous, Jesus. Jesus is the reason that. that nuts are on there. That uh, nuts. That nuts. nuts. Are on there. Speaking of nuts, the top result on Pornhub is Lola Bunny getting fucked by two BBCs with sound. <laughs> So. <laughs> with sound. Yeah, they had to add the addition. Is that a warning? With sound. Thank you, Thanos769 official, <laughs> for that warning. Official. This is the official Thanos769. Yeah, Thanos769 unofficials, you're on notice. Is sound, sound being on porn weird? Is that like a new novelty? Yeah, we, well, yeah, we call them talkies. <laughs> I guess it's to warn you, like, don't. Watch this while you're in your work restroom. <laughs> Watch yeah. normal porn. Look, this you're not going to get fired for normal porn. You're going to get fired if people are like, is that Lola Bunny? <laughs> that, that is I, specifically I sh- Lola Bunny. I absolutely should have put on incognito mode for that because that's going to be in my history. <laughs> that's The algorithm is aware now. Now all the ads are going to get. Fuck. I thought you were going to say, I should have put on my Lola Bunny costume <laughs> so these two BBCs could go at you. <laughs> Well, hey, listen, I am all for public British broadcasting. Yeah, that's what it is, right? It's British fucking... Yeah, and that, that I'm all about. Brexit, am I right? Oh, God, of course. Puts listen. real meaning into stiff upper lip. Well, with the, speaking of stiff upper lip, some people who have those is the British people who I assume are dealing with the zombies and not shown on Fear the Walking Dead. And that's what we're going to be talking about later. But before we get to that, the super serious Shishi Bopin. Flawless victory. Now we're here in the super serious shushy bullpen. This is the part of the show where we kick back and have some fun with some little seggies. That's what I call segments. This week we are continuing and getting close to wrapping up our very, very prestigious shushy awards. Yeah, after this week we have Best Actress. Yes. And then Best Show. Oh. Rich, that's a long one. We, we spent a lot of time with that one. Yeah, that one, uh, it's going to be, I think, an entire four-hour show of us just talking about the wire. Uh, the wire. But this is best actor, so yeah. Who gives a shit? Who, yeah. Which who, straight white male won an award today? You know, uh, it's probably Alan Tudyk again. Probably. By the way, Mike, while well, here we go, Alan Tudyk won three. <laughs> yeah. As he should. He, he won and got in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. No, that's not. I'm not okay with that. Uh, I'm gonna have to go through the Hall of Fame records. Cloak, Daredevil, Larry Trainer, uh, Nick Sachs from Happy, and The Tick himself were all oh. not nominated, gentlemen. Any of that shit surprise you? Larry Trainer, a little bit. That was, I was shocked. Yeah. I thought he was going to win. He did not get nominated, which makes him ineligible for winning. Yeah. That's, that's how that works, that's, then? Mm-hmm. That's how, that's that's how nice the, to know the system how works. works. Yeah, Larry Trainer, I thought, was a very, a very good uh, character and portrayal by uh, Mr. Bomer himself. But yeah, the, uh, the others, I, there's some on there that I'm like, yeah, Daredevil, I don't think. Is a big surprise. He doesn't have that new sheen. They lose that after a while. Yeah, it's season three of his show, and the Netflix shows did not age well. But he was great. Charlie Cox was the best part yeah. of that universe. I, th- I think he's running off of, like, people didn't like season two, so we're kind of like, terrible. Who cares? Um, Clo- Cloak is amazing. Cloak was nominated, but mostly because of his voice. Greatest voice on television. Oh, yeah, it's a very good voice. And then The Tick, I guess, was a surprise. We all love The Tick. And as we discovered last week, uh, apparently we just... We might just be giving our favorites awards. Uh, I think. No, what? no. Oh, wait, this yeah. is scientific. You denied that. I forgot. Um, you need to stop that slander. I wonder if it's just a little too dimensional for us to move, even though we love it. Yeah. It, he's kind of just doing the same thing. 
I think if they had played more with the he loses all memory when he's not around Arthur and that whole stuff, they could have given him more to work with, but they didn't. So he's just kind of, he's the tick. He's the tick. Your first nominee is from Doom Patrol. It's Brendan Fraser and Riley Shanahan as Robot Man. Oh, man. See, this, this is bullshit, dude. No. You don't think he's more of the lead than Trainer? I, I, I think that they're equal, and I think that Matt Bomer is doing more as a face actor. Mm. He has more face time, but also he's a better actor, and then also as a voice actor. Mm. Like, Brandon Fraser just stands around and just screams, what is this shit? Uh, yeah, but Brandon Fraser does it in such a convincing way, and Brandon Fraser also has to do with the whole stuff with, like, my fucking daughter I think is dead, and then she's not, and I have, like, a whole bunch of, like, weird, like apologizing. But that's easy for him because it happened in real life. Yeah. So he's just being himself. This is his autobiographical show. Best Fraser in TV history? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. There's no bulldog, so. (laughs) Don't. Don't come at me about my bulldog love. Your next nominee is from the show Legion. It's Legion as Legion. Also known as Dan Stevens and David Haller. I I think this uh, definitely would win the award for most actor. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cuz there is a lot of him. He yeah. pops up a lot. He, he he pops up a lot. But to be fair, there is it, near the last like two episodes when we really get like a million David Hollers, you could tell like se- several of those were uh, like body doubles Just with like circuses. Yeah. Do you uh, do you feel the same thing about Charlie Cox like third season Lacashine? No, I I think this was arguably some of the best of his like what he had to go through because at this point he had to do be a villain that we still like remembered being a very good person so uh, i think this is a well-deserved nomination he might take it all down just because it's fucking legion and we like legion but also this was a this was a very good performance and without his performance the whole show crumbles yeah it's not like we would be bummed right if it's slightly predictable next nominee it's Tom Ellis, who plays Lucifer Morningstar on the hit morning show Lucifer. Guys, One, I would love a morning show where Lucifer <laughs> interviewing people. Lucifer in the Morningstar? I, I know that we said this a lot, but like four years ago, this was unimaginable. Yes. Oh, yeah. So we'd be saying this. And now, like, I hope he wins. It's, I, I do. I would be happy if he won. I think this is so far of the actual nominees. This strikes me as the most we love this person. Oh, okay. Hold your horses there. I also think, like, for him to have his smarmy devil outer sheen that he still tries to show the world, but then those eyes always show you how hurt he is, I think that's hard to do. And uh, Tom Ellis pulls it off all the time. Let us not forget, too, because it's on Netflix now. It's not just the eyes, it's the butt. It's we, that we butt. Oh, yeah. see the, the way butt. That, that sad butt. butt. <laughs> you just it's see the tears in the butt. Very good butt acting, uh-huh. I have to say. Should we uh, interject a Shushi for next week and just do best butt? Or is it just going to go to him? Is he a slam dunk? I, th- I think he might be a slam dunk. I'm trying to think of... Uh, Can't uh, even like, think of another butt like, right now. Like maybe the tick in those blue that that blue suit, but I th- uh, really Lucifer's butt is I think the the primo. It's that good good. Yeah, him and Ella walking next to each other naked. Like that's that's four cheeks right there. That's what I like to see. Four cheeks way up. Did, did that happen in the show? I need to go back. To the yeah. Show. Yes. Yes. Holy shit. Your next nominee is John Bernthal as Frank Castle Castle from The Punisher. I I think if we had talked about this last season we would be higher up on our estimation of him. I think, I think we all sort of tired of this season of The Punisher, mm-hmm. and so our estimation of him sort of drops a little bit. Are you guys surprised that he passed Charlie Cox yes. on the nominee list? Well, I'm not surprised. Not- I, I think he deserves it. I, yeah, I think I think Bernthal is what made a fucking cartoon of a character a believable like yeah. thing to want to watch. 
the, the fact that he was able to make this a show that we didn't all roll our eyes at every single episode, and he even kept all of the like weird grunts and oh, over the top screams, so grunty. And he's like, Aah! and the the constant looking to the left and the right uh, of anybody he's talking to without ever looking at them. Uh, oh yeah, that's just that's such good hardcore acting right there. <laughs> um, is he is it official now whether he wins this or not that he's better than Thomas Jane and Dolph Lundgren? Oh yeah, he's well. I and mean, the guy from Rome. No one, no one is ever better than Dolph Lundgren. Okay, that man has a PhD in biochemistry. <laughs> is that true? Biceps. Yeah, that's very true. Dolph Lundgren has a PhD. Damn, he's like a full scientist. Your full final, blown scientist. Your final nominee is from the Tick, but guys, it's not the Tick. It's <gasps> Griffin Newman as Arthur Everest. A more deserved nomination mm-hmm. than the Tick. He is the center of. Dude, the show. this is not the time to like point out how one actor is better than another. You don't have to do that. That's not what this segment is Talk about them in a vacuum. (laughs) Uh, But this season, I think, especially gave Griffin, he's still got that, like, weird neurotic bit that's, like, fun to do, but he's also, like, he's more and more playing, like, a guy who is just, like, a fanboy, but also, like, trying to keep... His bits trying to keep hold of Superior were Mm -hmm. perfection. The other thing, too, that we got is if if the first season was all about I'll never fit in, the second season was about I know I will, I just have to figure out how. Yeah. And that's so much more interesting over the course of a season. And there's so much more stuff to do than just always being ho-hum, you know? Yeah. And did, did you threaten this man? Is line <laughs> delivery of the entire year. Like, if we had one line, I think I'd give it to that. It's a pretty good Griffin Newman impression. Thank you. <laughs> Newman. All right. The envelope, please. We really upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. We went for the titanium envelope. (laughs) And the winner is Dan Stevens from Legion. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, sure. He's he's it's fucking Legion. He he acted the shit out of it. He was like a million different people. I forgot to check season. Yeah, that's always good for awards. I forgot to check who won last year, but this is also probably a safe bet for last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's Mr. Stevens, so (laughs) what are you gonna do? To his friends. All right, well, congratulations. He makes his friends call him Mr. Stevens. If, if they're nasty. Just yeah. his nasty friends. Yeah. No one calls him Dan. Uh, congratulations, Dan. Come on down. Pick up your award. Uh, it is waiting for you. Also, the one from last year, which I assume you also won. So Also, you probably know Alan Tudyk, so can you take his, too? Because yeah, they're taking up so much room. He's got a lot, and I really regret making the Alan Tudyk Awards the largest award. Yeah, why are they 15 feet tall? Uh, like, listen, I just assumed like he would come and pick them up, and he'd be very excited. I don't, I don't Yeah, know. please, on your own expense and time, come down here and pick up this heavy-ass award. Well, you know, I thought he likes big things, so... And he cannot, like, you know, if you don't want... The big thing, don't win the award. Yeah, idiot. right. Yeah, maybe Stupid. don't fucking do the full court press to try to win the award. Most uh, of the awards for, were for powerless, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what he won them for. Okay. So, congrats to Dan Stevens. Now we're going to move on to our main event, which is talking about this latest episode of Fear the Walking Dead. This week on Fear the Walking Dead, Charlie meets a rabbi who's still doing service alone, but only because it's the only thing he has left after he lost faith in God and his congregation all died. 
John and June go to pick up Charlie, but while they get stuck surrounded by the escaped congregation, Logan's men find the convoy and try to take the fuel truck. But the SWAT van arrives just in time to drive them away. But what's this? Logan wanted the SWAT van over with them so he could go to the location of the refinery that he found from the tapes from last episode. What a move! Taste buds, I ask you this. Is Logan the best villain the Walking Dead universe has ever had? Well, let's get to the first question that the announcer announced at the beginning of the this episode. Will Charlie meet a rabbi? Yes. Yes. Asked an answer. She will, she yes. Did, she did meet a rabbi. Uh, is he the best villain I, w- I will say this for him. I love the actor. Yeah, the- who's this guy? I like him a lot. Matt Frewer. Matt Frewer. Where do I know Matt Frewer from? Max Headroom, probably. Oh. Yeah, but he is, uh, like, the, his acting is just good enough. They did an entire, they did an entire, like, half season where they introduced him as a voice on the radio, and then he fucked off and was gone for the rest of it, and they just had to deal with the fallout of his actions. So I'm like, that's great. Very little screen time. A good villain name. Most Logans are just straight up bastards. Yeah. And uh, he seems like he's at least the smartest of them. Like, he doesn't have an over-the-top personality mm. to, like, mm-hmm. like deal with. He's just a guy who, like, is making plans. He did, and they did, make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, there's nothing, like, necessarily malicious for malicious's sake, Maleficent's sake. There, he did do one bad guy move, which was he's clearly going to ram his semi through the gate. Oh, at yeah. the end, but he stops real quick in the middle of the road just to have like one moment of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get him. Yeah, and, well, because he, he had to have that moment where the woman with him says, "But but we're looking for oil, not rocks." And the the woman dumb with thing him, to say, lady. Yeah, come on. Uh, she's got rocks in her head. The woman with him is dubious, right? Yeah, I. She had this look that was like, is she going to be his downfall? I feel like I've missed just enough episodes of Fear the Walking Dead this season. I'm like, who is this person? I got to say, though, it's one of my favorite shows that, uh, like, you can dip in and dip out. Oh, for sure. We oh, talked yeah. about this like six weeks ago. And, like, maybe it holds your hand too much if you're watching week to week. But for my viewing schedule, uh, whenever we're covering it as the main event, like, it's kind of great. Yeah, I haven't seen this show in seasons, it feels like, and no character I know is on the show anymore, which is cool. Uh, Yeah, a great little zombie hour. I understand everybody's motivations. I get Garrett Dillahunt and Dharma. Yeah, that's a big thing, too. Yeah, Mike, you've missed, um, like, everyone who sucked on this show died, and everyone who stayed got way hotter, Mm -hmm. and now it's just, like, the Riverdale of the Walking (laughs) Dead universe. Alicia's still around. She wasn't in this episode. They mentioned her. She's she's got a new hairdo and a leather jacket. Nice. It's like she just got dumped, basically. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, uh, the the entire last half season was them dealing with a nuclear reactor and nuclear zombies, which was cool. <laughs> nuclear zombies. But yeah, this season, it, it's better. And I think this was a perfect example episode mm-hmm. of Fear the Walking Dead, where it's not great, but it's also not terrible. It's a, it's a solid middle-of-the-road episode. There's enjoyable stuff in it. There- I was trying to think of if there was anything more than just, like like Mike said, like a solid zombie hour, which I do think it is. And it's hard. It's sometimes hard to dig in on these shows. But if I had to pick something, um, I think that the conversations about faith Mm -hmm. in all of faith's definitions and how you sort of think that it just has the one and it typically has to do with God. But, um, you know, you you don't need God to have faith. You don't like sometimes you can have faith and no God, you know, and I thought those were okay, you know, and I think it's important to bring up because like we talked about last time, 
it's a it that's a kind of thing that can only it, it's specifically Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Because that's the show with optimism, and The Walking Dead would not give a shit about any of those conversations. Well, I, I think they tried it years back with Gabriel on The Walking Dead, and it was just like him crying the whole time. It like it really was a hopeless drag. And yeah. for this to have like levity and the guy being like, "Oh, I have no hope, but you got to do something." Like I was like, "I yes." Like that's our like, life, and we don't have time. <laughs> and also, I'm surprised that like we have never encountered a rabbi in the apocalypse. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like we we've we've plumbed the depths on Catholic priests. Never a rabbi. It who, was such a refreshing change. Who I thought was great. Yeah. Um he uh was hilarious and he has like the best acting moment of the entire episode. Um he gives Garrett Dillahunt a yarmulke. Garrett Dillahunt like you know hesitantly puts it on and then puts his cowboy hat on top of it and the, the rabbi for like one second goes like to st- stop him, he's like, you know what? That's he. He put the yarmulke on. I'm just gonna leave it there. Whatever. Yeah. yeah this, choose your battles. Yeah. It's the apocalypse. This might as like who cares? Was the rabbi too Jewy? And before you guys <laughs> answer that, okay. I'm not saying that there's a line for me or you guys where now you're too Jewy and I don't want to watch. I'm I'm asking <laughs> what, you guys. What so if we? You know, what if we didn't use that term? <laughs> what if? What if we picked a different adjective? I'm asking you guys about the writing staff. Did it feel like the writing staff hit it? Harder than they needed to. Mm, no, because I feel like they. If hit- this is the first rabbi in the mm. history of the apocalypse, this is the, most of their first times of writing someone who is Jewish. Yeah, I, I feel like I think I feel a similar way to this as I felt about the uh, scenes in Samoa from Hobbs and Shaw, mm-hmm. where like it it's is all hakas all the time. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> we've never done a thing here before. We've got a lot of uh, explaining to like. We're, <laughs> let's just put as much of it in as we can, so that we can just like get it out of the way. But that's sort of what I'm talking about in both instances. It's like, um, uh, pass the salt, please. And also, a fun fact about Samoa is yeah. this. And it, I felt a little bit of that here. I did feel like uh, Transparent is a show about a Jewish family in L.A. And I heard as much Yiddish in this episode as Fear the Walking Dead as three seasons yeah, of Transparent. Exactly. It, it, they really heavy top loaded it. Yeah, it's it's very, uh, and I think. They sort of poked a little fun at it when they were like, this guy has been speaking Yiddish the entire time. He is very Jewish. And then he shows up and this woman who's been here like basically the entire season and they were like, wait, you're Jewish? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm very Jewish. Mm. But like, you know, we, that was never brought yeah. up because she's just a different character. Did you recognize her, Mike? I, I do, but I don't know what from. Uh, Mo Collins from Mad TV? It is yeah. Mo Collins. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's no way this is Stuart's mom. It's the local it Mo It is Co. Stuart's yeah. mom. It's, <laughs> the, the casting on this show has gotten real weird, and I'm okay <laughs> with it. I'm a big fan. The teacher from 10 Things I Hate About You? Remember uh-huh. that like uh, just yells at kids and gets Kat to like write her poem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's on the show now. He got paralyzed in real life and is now in a wheelchair on the show and has a... Dope-ass zombie-killing wheelchair. Oh, yeah. That, that zombie-killing wheelchair, I wish it was in more episodes. Just but, covered in spikes? Is it the tiger of this show? All of the casting uh, really, like, just they're not doing the typical, like, this person has three credits mm-hmm. and we can probably pay them low. Like, Garrett and Dharma, is, that's such, that's such a, like, a boon for the show, yeah. I think. And, uh, Jenna Elfman, sorry. Uh, the uh, I found out she's not on the show yet, but we just this week, well, we'll talk about it later, lost a character from The Boys. She is showing up next week on Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I found out that uh, we're just crossing over. Just has a gravitational pull for lost yeah. actors of other shows. But uh, how do we feel about the fact that this was an episode where 
and I feel like every episode that we've done of the Fear of the Walking Dead recently has been one where it concentrated on a select few characters. So this one had no Alicia or Strand or any of the others. They're all off doing their own thing. How do you feel about that so far? Do you think it's better for the show? Or I think it's perfect. Like I, while watching it, I was sort of I started thinking about what if there was an anthology show, and I think that that would be better. You know, if it was just like, if this episode was just about the rabbi and his life, and then mm-hmm. we never see the rabbi again, and we get introduced to new characters, it'd be terrible for ratings. Like, oh, yeah. the right. show would tank. I would love it. But yeah, I think it'd be so much better, because this shows that they know how long an hour mm-hmm. is. Yeah. You know? And, but, I mean, Black Mirror does that, and people love that. But I guess, who knows what the ratings are? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's it's definitely more underground than, like, like the huge walking, not mm-hmm. even fear, but like the huge walking dead thing. The walking Deadiverse. The AMC is holding on to like the ratings with dear life. Mm-hmm. They can't d- make a decision that might put them in jeopardy even more. But that'd be cool. It was anthology with so you like you get the rabbi, and then in five episodes you see him again, and maybe he meets somebody else. Like a a very big sprawling sort of interconnected anthology would be sweet. And typically that means that there would be fewer episodes, which is always also nice. sweet. Oh, man, I yeah, I I'd appreciate that. That's the problem with these seasons is they're. They're like six episodes too long. And if you watch all of them, oh boy, is it a slog. But if you jump Don't. in jump in once every three or four weeks, you, I, you get the drift. I have a question, and I try to avoid like to on explain this. these things to me. Uh, and I don't think this is going to be like as close to the edge as Ryan. Is this Rabbi too Jewy? But does this show also have Burnt Face Guy? Yes, Just okay. like Walking so, Dead has a Burnt Face Guy? They brought in Morgan from the other show. Uh-huh. This is the same burnt face. This is guy. the same burnt face. Yeah, but but he looks different because he shaved this episode. So it's like I thought his face was less burnt. No, it's it's the he same amount. It of, it's <laughs> it's the same amount of burnt. But yeah, he he also appeared like somewhere in the in the last half season. Wait, were you nervous that that would be a controversial question? Like offend burnt face people? Yeah, like yeah. they're like, yeah, we are in more than one place. But There's yeah, tens he, of us. He showed up and he's just like drifting. And his whole thing is like he has memory loss, so he's just like. Uh, I've just been traveling, and I'm trying to find my wife still. I don't oh, no, think, buddy. I don't oh, think no. that bringing Morgan and Weekend at Burnties over has been the ratings bonanza that they expected it to be. Yeah. I'm pretty sure nobody because cares. I, I could understand Morgan, because he had, like... That stick. Yeah, and he had, like, one episode that was just an episode about him that, like, everyone fucking went bananas for, and they wanted to nominate it for Emmys. So I was like, Morgan's a fan favorite. I don't think anyone was clamoring for Dwight. The problem with bringing Morgan over is, like... They, they can't afford to pay all the writers because Morgan brings his own staff. All right. That's all the time we have for Fear <laughs> of the Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead is on Sunday nights on AMC. It is going to wrap up in like four weeks, and then The Walking Dead starts back. Right away. Oh, boy. We're so excited for that to happen. Now we're going to move on to a little something called The Day Plan. Now we're here in the tape-in. This is the part of the show where I get unchained from the wall. I get uncaged, which I think we addressed last week is how I refer to everything. And I get to do whatever I want. I'm I'm just free to do whatever's in my ding-dang mind. And you know what? Say ding-dang. Yeah. You know what's on my ding-dang mind this ding-dang week? It's going to be what movies are coming out the rest of the year? Fall preview? Fall preview. But we're going to mix it up. We're going to do a whole dang old ding dong draft. Have you noticed how Taylor gets real southern during the tape end? It's the tape end. That yeah, truly is. Well, listen, Uncaged I'm, and unchained. It's because of all the spray penny huffs just before we do this segment. <laughs> Shiny and Woo! crown. 
Yeah, so we're gonna go through the the fall preview of the movies that are coming out. God damn it, I'm real, I'm real oh deep boy. in it. Here we go. <laughs> I'm real deep in it now. Uh, we're gonna do a fall preview of the movies that are coming out the rest of 2019, and we are going to decide what movies we all want to draft onto our own personal teams. At the end of the year, we are going to determine who won this beautiful draft based on box office. Buffos. Based on Buffo box office is really the only way that you can tell a movie's quality. So yeah. we're just going to lean into it. There's no other way. Taylor, um, before you do that, I'm going to need you to give us a draft order. Straight okay. out your butt. Okay, I'm gonna, the draft order is going to be Ryan, Mike, <sighs> Taylor. And Serpentine? And Serpentine. Serpentine. It is Serpentine. Just so you know, um, we have taken Star Wars off the board. That you know what that makes sense. That is a that is a good that is a good decision. I because it'll obviously that. make no money. Yeah, it's gonna flop. Um, and I don't want anybody to have that on their team. Um, and we're looking at like this is a time of year where there are no Marvel movies, so we don't have to it's talk hell. about them. It is hell. Yeah, it's uh, this who, is the longest gap in years without one. What am I gonna do? Um, okay, so I'm going to go first, and if there's no Marvel, then I think the next or even more bankable thing is Disney, Fox. and I'm gonna take. Froyo to yo. Yeah, that's that that is a good pick. That's a good safe bet. I think this movie will kind of flop. There is no way that it can the first one was a phenomenon. Yeah. Uh and it will make probably half as much money, but still a buttload of money. Do you think yeah. all the kids who loved it then are now just too old? Yeah, but I mean all the kids who are old enough, young enough now have seen it on DVD a billion times. Yeah. It's I, I think that this will go about as well as Cars 2 did to Cars. Okay. And so, yeah, I think it'll make the most, but I, this is not like a sure bet. I just won the whole thing. Yeah. Th- this is... It, it could it could break records, potentially, but it could also be a huge flop. It's a... It's sort of an all-or-nothing gambit. It could be a ding-dong-dang flop. Ding-dong-dang flop? Ding-dong-dang-danger is what it would uh, be. I knew there had to be another D. All right. Mike, what are you picking? Uh, I'm going to go... So rated R movies don't make a lot of money, but I think this one will because it's already getting uh, a lot of buzz. I'm going with Joker. Oh, okay. The yeah. one comic book movie. The one comic, the one book, comic movie. book movie. I, I this think is... eight minutes of standing ovation will translate into $8 billion. That's, I, this is one where I'm, I'm having a very difficult time getting a read on it because it seems like a lot of people who are... There's some people who are very diehard fans, and they're like, "I'm I'm very gonna go see this Joker movie." It, mm-hmm. uh, like some of the same people who are like, "Give me the Snyder cut," but also some of the people who are like, "This is not the real Joker. I am not gonna go see this movie because this is not my Joker. It doesn't even have Batman in it. This is an outrage." The thing is, a lot of the people who say dumb shit like that still go see it. I mean, they just yeah. get angry and scream before and during and after. So it'll be. I will be very interested to see how well this does because I my first inclination is that it seems like it's a movie that is pandering more towards the art film crowd, mm-hmm. and those movies don't do well. But it's also the Joker, so so maybe the Venn diagram finally in between those. Who knows? Between grandmas and Suicide Squad lovers, I think it's going to be huge. I uh, we we will see. That is going to be. I think that is the biggest wild card of the bunch for me. Why did you say it like that? Oh, because Joker, Joker, wild, Joker, Joker. Wild. So in this game, Jokers are wild? The, you got to say that before you start in, playing. In, in the game of Bats versus Jokers, Jokers are wild. It's the friends you make. Uh, Taylor, you have two picks now because you're picking last. I do. I am going to go and from... keep in mind, uh, Gemini Man would count as two picks because that's two Will Smith. Oh, shit. I'm glad that you established that. So I'm going to go for the for my first pick. 
I'm going to go with something that I, I do not think will be a good movie, and I do not think it will be a movie that I will even like, but Rambo Last Blood. That's your first pick? That is my first That's pick. That's insane. You're I, insane. Nobody's clamoring for Rambo. I, they absolutely are, and they are all people who are older and have a ton of free time and really want a conservative hero that they can go for. I think that this movie is going to be obscene. I think it's going to have more money than you would ever expect. Do you think Clint Eastwood is furious he didn't get to play Rambo? I think so, yeah. I I think he's just in his room fuming, shouting at an empty chair, <laughs> listening to Lil Nas X. I, I, that's the other thing that I think might boost it is people. Oh, now I know why you picked it. It's got the, the trailer. Little, it's got that Lil Nas X trailer. Uh, so that's that's my first pick. My next pick is one that I, I think it has uh, name recognition, and I think it has some buzz, and I, it could do very well. Terminator: Dark Fate. That makes so much more sense than the yeah, other pick. Yeah, yeah really it, I mean, it does. Uh, but Linda Hamilton's back. Uh, Linda, Linda Hamilton's back. Arnie's back. They've got fucking Mackenzie Davis, who is looking like that in that movie. Does Brie Larson know about your feelings towards Mackenzie Davis? Shh, oh, well, let's tell her. Shh, listen, listen. Let's get them both on the phone and not tell them. Baby, I am open to a throuple. It's fine. It's good to know that... You are open to dating both women. Mackenzie Davis is Halt and Catch Fire? Yes. yes. Okay. She's Halt and Catch Fire. She was the... She's I, both detectives on the show, Halt and Catch Fire. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have been in love with both of these, these women for a very long time, but Mackenzie Davis, I love, and Terminator, I think, will do very well at the box office. I saw the trailer yesterday, and I was surprised after like three or four stinkaroos in a row how excited I am for this movie. Right. It looks dope. Like, I, people are going to line up to go see this movie, even knowing that it could be garbage. And, and you know knowing why? that they could buy the tickets online, so they don't need to line up. James Cameron is back as a producer, and he created Titanic. The guy can do no wrong. That is uh, that is incorrect. That He's is arguing for you. He invented he Titanic. Simply, that is simply incorrect. <laughs> he invented it and sunk it. Yep. So, Mike, yes. now we're going. Who are you picking for your second pick? I think there's very few like movie stars left in the world that people love, and Sylvester Stallone, and that's about it. And that's about it for the holiday season. What's like a family friendly thing everybody can get behind? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. Oh, okay. This is I. This is an interesting pick for you. Thank you. Because I feel that like, means <laughs> shitty. Yeah, that that's rude. Because well, I feel like Tom Hanks brings people in, but I feel like it is very close to that. Like there was a. Mr. Rogers documentary that uh-huh. came out recently. And but people don't see documentaries. That made no money. Yeah. But it also, it seems like it's a combination between that and what well, is like saving Mr. Banks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I, th- I think it will be critically acclaimed. I don't know if it will do, I think it will be a profitable movie. I don't know. It'll be a blockbuster. Why is Tom Hanks always saving people in his movies? What's his deal? He's got a savior complex. That's, uh, yeah. That, that checks out. Ryan. You got two picks, buddy. I cannot believe this fell to me. I think you guys are forgetting about a couple years ago where uh, this some dumb fucking movie remake um, with all of our hottest stars uh, just made like $400 million and stayed at number one for weeks. Tumanji is my pick. Tumanji. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. I don't know, though, because at, since the first Tumanji came out, people are mad at Kevin Hart. So who knows? Well, no, but he did a sleepy video and we all forgave him. Yeah, and he just was in a car wreck, so yeah. now people are going to go support him. He's back to normal. Uh, my <laughs> uh, next pick... And keep in mind, Ryan, this will be your final pick. Okay. <gasps> so this is hard, um, but and I'm not sure if I'm just relying on the Disney thing too much. I know the first Maleficent wasn't like a huge success, but it made money. Um, out of everything that's left, I think this will be the biggest 
Blockbuster. <sighs> Maleficent. The movie that... Maleficent. Ma- Ma- Malef- the first Ma- one was Maleficent. This one's Maleficent. I, th- okay, so this is a, a sequel to a movie. A sequel to a prequel. Yeah, a sequel to a prequel that I don't know anyone who has ever seen. I saw it. And oh, Okay. <laughs> I, I know one person who <laughs> it has was, seen. It was fine. And so this is your pick that you think... Are you giving me shit right now? I'm, I'm just. I'm Are just you calling Last questions. Blood? Which, by the way, I'm Last Blood qu- is not a phrase. <laughs> first Blood is like who bleeds like in the yeah. fight the first, but Last Blood that's not a thing. No, this I, is a fight I, to I, Last Blood. I, I have dibs on Last Blood. I drew Last Blood, not them. <laughs> but no, Mister Rambo which, in the first round is giving me shit about this. Well, I'm sorry. Please use its full name, Rambo Four First Blood Part Five Last Blood. <laughs> that's his name. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that is, those are your picks. Mike, what is your final pick my for your My final draft? pick? Your final pick, buddy? I thought I had so many more picks. And by the way, after all of my picks, you can't win at this point. It's I, done. It's just done? I, I'm taking it down. Okay, well, because of that, I guess I'll, I'll go with uh, a, a fun one. Uh, a little movie, <laughs> like, cult status when it came out, and a lot of people saw it, went on to make people's careers, brought Woody Harrelson back in, and people loved him again. And then... Uh, they kept talking about a sequel, and everybody went, no. But for some reason, 10 years later, we're going to get a Zombieland 2, and I think I think the groundswell is there. All the hot topic no, kids will be there. Not. Absolutely not. You're a stupid, you're a stupid idiot. You're a stupid fool. I, this, this, I, know, I know I am the last person to be making... <laughs> ma- making but this could judgments. honestly make less money than Rambo. Yeah, this could make less money than the original Zombieland. That was a dumb pick for you, especially because I cannot believe that it got all the way to me, the final pick of the entire draft. This is saved for you. And this is fucking saved for me. You guys are stupid if you do not think that Cats is going to make a billion fucking dollars. It has got every stupid actor and non-actor that you could ever imagine. It's just chock full of celebrities. And Cats. And Cats. Nobody's going to see this movie. Everyone is is going to see this movie. It's going to tank hard. No, it's not going to be a good movie. Movie, but so many people are gonna go see this goddamn movie because it is so fucking stupid and batshit insane. My favorite part about this movie is I think it'll do well, but every while they're buying their tickets, while they're walking to the theater, everyone is just like the whole time they're gonna be like, "Should we? Like, what are yeah. we doing? Is this are, the joke? Are we, are we doing yeah, a bit? We actually, watch this though, like for reals right now. It's I, here's the thing: it has got Taylor Swift in it, and there's no way that the diehard billions of fans that Taylor Swift has are not all going to go see that just because she's in it. And also the Jason Derulo heads. I mean, she told me that it'll be every person in the gay community, right? They oh, all love her. Yeah, absolutely. That's the noted. It's funny long- you can just claim that. Yeah, noted long-term gay activist Taylor Swift <laughs> is going to be in the movie Cats. There's no way that this could possibly go wrong. So that is uh, all of it. So uh, I have taken Cats Last Blood. <laughs> I, I laughed saying it. That was a stupid first pick. I admit it now. <laughs> and Terminator Dark Fate. Mike has taken A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Joker, and Zombieland Double Tap. And Ryan has Frozen 2, Jumanji 2, Tumanji, and Maleficent. All sequels. All, yes, I'm trying to win. <laughs> That's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strategy. It is definitely a strategy, and I will give you that. All right, we will check in periodically, and if new things get announced, surprise, we might have some mix-em-ups. We might have a little uh, special announcement where we draft some new things in and get rid of some of ours. We might have a ding-dong-dang. Can I start now? (laughs) No, no, you cannot. There's a minimum of a nine-week waiting period. You want to trade for Rambo, right? Yeah, I I want that Rambo. (laughs) 
So we will tune in for those later. Now we're going to move on to a little thing called the pool list. Now we're here in the pull list. This is the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is Jessica Jones. On the penultimate episode of Marvel Netflix, Jessica tries to keep Trish from killing Salinger and ends up getting kidnapped by him. Trish gets tased and chained up by Malcolm to better ensure that she doesn't kill Salinger. But eventually Trish escapes. Taste buds, I ask you this. Did uh, Trish kill Salinger? Did she kill Salinger? Mike? Yes. Taylor? No. She absolutely did not just kill hey! him, but uh, got him alone in an elevator and uh, turned him into pulp, Ooh. like uh, as if he was grapes and she's an old school winemaker. Like it, he was obliterated. Hey, hey, but what do you think pulp is? Pulp, like orange juice. Oh, okay. It's a bunch of mash. You think- I I immediately went to pulp from trees. Or you thought that she turned him into like genre fiction? Yeah. <laughs> Moment of the week. That's it. Um. <laughs> I'm, I do wonder how there could be any Trish redemption here. Uh, there's only one episode left. And Trish redemption. Trish, they, I don't see it happening. I'm not sure. The moment of the week is as brutal and stupid as it was, plot-wise. Salinger's dead. Yeah. And I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, Jessica Jones is on for one more episode when we watch it next week, and then that'll be the end of all Marvel Netflix. And they delete them all. Yeah, it, as soon as we watch them, that's why we've been taking yeah. our time so that you guys can catch up and watch them all. Now it's time for the boys. This week on the boys, thanks to help from telepath Haley Joel Osment, we find out that the female is named Kimiko, and she's minorly a terrorist that Vought was trying to turn into a supervillain, but just wants to get back and rescue her hostage brother. Meanwhile, the deep gets me tooed, which just means going to Ohio for a while. Butcher finally opens about up about what happened to his wife, destroys his CIA deal when they won't give him Homelander, and is intent on breaking up Annie and Huey. Taste buds, I ask you this. If your girlfriend was a terrorist, is that a deal breaker? For what country? Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Good. 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 You got to ask the questions. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say uh, two scenarios. If she's a terrorist for your country or a country that is trying to kill your country. Well, I've dated U.S. soldiers, so I think I have dated terrorists for this country. Oh, oh! political. Oh, shit. That's why we brought Mike back. Nah, I'm fine with it. I mean, you got to believe in something. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no matter what, she believes more than what I believe in, so... We're all very you're, cool with terrorists. You're detached, ironic, Gen X bullshit. I mean, it's very easy to talk about terrorists in general. If you want to start like specifying... like, what Would you date Osama Bin Laden? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like we would have a lot in common, but I just feel like we like the distance is a long way. Osama Bin Laden now or Osama Bin Laden 1976? <laughs> yeah, you're gross either way. Uh, no. 76, he was a hottie. Yeah, 76, he was like, like those old photos of Stalin. Fucking dilfy as fuck. <laughs> I would fuck a lot of horrible people in history, is what I'm saying. I have a, I have a lot of problems with what Vought does, um, but one of them... Brave. This is, this is just... Uh, <laughs> like, being Good brave, for instance. Um, this feels like a bad strategy to me. I get... Like, it's a trope to, like, invent your own supervillain so then mm-hmm. you can be heroic. But, dude, you should be inventing, like, the Washington generals to your Harlem Globetrotters. Right. Don't be... Like, the Kamiko is powerful. Yeah. We're going to give you the same powers you give the heroes. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and then like, it's a coin flip. Or make your own Thunderbolts. Like, ha- like, 
have heroes you pay to act like villains. But it could all be like fake, it, yeah. man. Yeah, but but no, their strategy is just get an actual terrorist and inject her with a bunch of chemicals so that she becomes a supervillain. What do you guys think about Butcher's origin, where Homelander did not kill her in like a you know trying to save the day or anything, but just just raped her. Yeah, <laughs> just raped his wife. I guess it makes how angry he is make sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and it explains the him just watching that security footage a whole bunch. That that was a very like interesting like this episode was really up to this point Butcher has just sort of been like a block and mm-hmm. this was the one the where butcher block? The really? butcher <laughs> block? Yes. He was the butcher block. Moment of the week, right? <laughs> Anytime there's a bad pun we have to end. Uh not this one cuz it's mine. But uh, this was the one episode where he finally broke down, and I'm like, okay, good. We're finally getting a little bit, and now we have another two episodes with slightly more vulnerable Butcher. I think they went too long without giving us Butcher and yeah. Kamiko, and then also we got into Homelander a lot. Like, uh, they, they, There's a documentary that's all fake, except for his real baby blanket. Oh, And that. all of this origin stuff, I wish was deliver- delivered a little sooner. Mm-hmm. But I, it does help me make it does help me be way more excited for the rest of the season. Yeah, and and like he is a fucking monster. But then you can not sympathetic, but you're like I kind of get why you are the way you are. You Ew. your blanket was the only thing you were given. Like he was always going to be a monster. Yeah, but I I do think that I would watch. 10 hours of that footage that they made of those the superhero backstory especially the bit at the beginning where it is like America's funniest home videos uh-huh, yeah. superheroes do you know what they should have done uh superman landed wrapped in this thing his like family crest and he turned that into his cape homelander should have turned this little tiny baby blue blanket <laughs> into his cape he just had a little like a badass militaristic superhero yeah, outfit and then just like the blankie. softest blankie on his neck also, we got we got Melrose in this episode. Yes, that's yeah. my moment of the week. Melrose yeah. is great. I, I love Melrose. Sometimes, like with shows like Glow, you just sort of forget that they're actresses just playing a part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought they were all a big happy family, and then the girl from uh, Community was also on it. But yeah. no, I guess Melrose is an actual actress. Yeah, uh, Sheila showed up in. I know it came out like a year ago, but her smell. All that happened for me this week too. So the Glow oh. girls are just showing up everywhere. Shout out to Glow girls. Uh, but yeah, I, I really liked Melrose and her when they were doing the uh, Queen Maeve and her ex conversation. And Melrose was like, just keep filming. Just keep. And then, mm-hmm. and then when Maeve turns on her, she goes, no, we were just setting up a shot. Mm-hmm. You guys can cut now. I think every show needs a character that's like Quinn and Rebecca from Unreal. I need yes. more Lifetimes Unreal in my life. This is perfect. Yeah, uh, so do we have, it is now time, moment of the week. I'll switch mine, because it was Melrose, to uh, the stunt casting, I guess you could call it, of Billy Zane in the last episode, and he's here yes. today, is, uh, was great, but uh, is definitely toppled by Haley Joel Osment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just the most lovable guy, and him playing like there this are, kind of character. There are no secrets for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's yeah, ba- he was great. Yeah, he's basically just like, if you were like... A, a child star with superhero powers. And what's great, too, is that we have now finally got used to his uh, his body. So <laughs> his we're not, adulthood? Yeah, we're yeah. not like, oh my god, what happened to the kid from Sixth Sense? We're like, yeah, that's Haley Joel Osment. That's what he looks like. And yeah. this, this, more than other things he's been in, is playing with his own child stardom. I think the boys in general is dealing with celebrity better yeah. than I expected it to. Uh, Mike, moment of the week? I think I like the playing the support group silliness as straight as possible. Yeah. Uh, and then that's like when Butcher the start of him opening up all that worked for me yeah uh my more of the week is uh if it's if it's not melrose it's um it, it is that guy talking about how his, his dick got iced off mm-hmm. and that guy's from preacher yeah and uh, better <laughs> off ted a show that we do not talk about enough 
good show. I agree. <laughs> the Boys is on Amazon Prime. <laughs> there are two more episodes left. It's a good show. You should watch it. Your next and final show this week. <laughs> There's only three shows in the poll list. It's Preacher. On this week's episode of Preacher, God manipulates the whole gang, Jesse Cast, Tulip, Santa Killers, and Star, to get to a big rock in Australia so he can detonate a nuke and kill Jesse. This is just moments after Tulip and Cass save Jesse from the Santa Killers and have a second or two to bond. Jesse falls from the plane to his death, just like the first scene of the season showed us he would. Oh, no. Taste buds, I ask you this. What in the show are you still here for? Uh, I think Cassidy and sometimes Tulip and their interactions. I'm okay with that. Uh... It's funny you should say that, Taylor, because this episode had... Uh, they're trying to get information um, about where Jesse is, so they have fake badges, and they go into the Australian police station, like the one in the entire continent, and uh, just say that they're American cops. And so we get to see <laughs> Cassidy's American action hero accent. Oh, fuck. And, and that was pretty great. And it works. Like, Australian cops are just like, well, sure, mate, here's all the information that we have. Uh, the only other question I have is, uh, did the uh, pilot make a reappearance, or is he still dead and gone? Yeah, that's he's all gone. Shit. Tulip flew the plane, because... Pilot's dead. I want that fucking pilot back. Give I me know. that pilot. All right. Do you have a moment of the week? Uh, in the few seconds that Cass and uh, Jesse have to bond before he falls out of the plane, um, Cassidy brings up once again, please, before you kill God, ask him why people love the Big Lebowski so much. <laughs> and I think that's so important. Me and Cassidy are the, Cassidy are the only people out there <laughs> asking that question. What the fuck is it about this movie, guys? I don't know, there's bowling, right? There's bowling. Yeah, great. I, I, I How hate, about Kingpin? I, I, hate the, I hate the fucking Eagles, Why don't we watch man? Kingpin? I don't know. Uh, I, I got a, a milk and some some stuff. It's called a white right. Russian. All right, so... Yeah, you should be on the movie show we do. <laughs> fucking nailed that. So that's, that's Preacher, and Preacher's on Sunday nights on AMC. Watch that show, too. It's, uh, it's, it's all right sometimes. Nah, Glowing. That's, yeah. Glowing. That's it for this week's episode. Next week... There's a couple things that we're looking forward to. We're giving away Best Actress, the Jessica Jones finale, the end of all of Marvel Netflix, and folks, Superboy might be coming in. Is he going to be super? Who knows? Will he meet a rabbi? (laughs) (laughs) We will find out next week on Superhero Hour Hour, but for this week, I am Taylor. For Taylor, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I am Mike. For Mike, we are the one. World, baby, oh yeah, that's how I do it. A chicken to charm on a Chinese chicken. Cut, hurry, cut. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>